Judging dice by moonlight Rolling twenties by daylight Never running from initiative We are the ones who play RPGs Hello, brave adventurers And these guys uh, You're listening to Freshman Year, a bonus podcast On the We Play RPGs Prime podcast feed well that was that was awful but you can't edit audio so here we are i am your host <laughs> eli and i am joined by ashley maple perhaps eric oresco strygrass jason ermac gurgelstein and abby wild as always abby is the most excited <laughs> i am very tired that's what cocaine well, is for. Don't listen to him. <laughs> I'm There's just caffeine. saying, sometimes you need a stimulant so that you can smoke cigarettes for 15 hours and talk about opening a restaurant. Listen, that's what Adderall's for. I'm not taking that this late at night. I have to work hey, in the morning. A stimulant's <laughs> a stimulant. You just crush it up and snort it. But Whatever. never through a dollar. Don't use a dollar as a straw. Those things are filthy. And you shouldn't do that to your body. Cocaine's okay, though. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. <laughs> Cocaine's perfectly fine. Anyway, let's let's get on, let's get this shit show on the road. Let's go, people. Yep, let's start. Uh, so last time you guys had an exam. Uh, once again, Wild aces the exam, <laughs> which is fucking delightful. You guys. Remind me, I know that Wild, or was it, Ur- yeah, it was Ermac and uh, Maper tried to perform, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm trying to remember, it was Ermac who didn't do so well? Yeah, I did real bad. <laughs> Poor Ermac. The, the one part. Well, and then your friend Grayson came up and consoled you, uh, and Maper and... Uh, Javanesh, one of uh, Wild's silk ball teammates, bonded. And uh, Oreskos yep. is officially <laughs> towing the line hey. of uh, infidelity. <laughs> I I don't really, I mean, it's an arranged marriage. Not like I don't yet. That you're not married yet. You are not officially in any capacity a couple. That's why I said yeah. towing the line <laughs> with infidelity. <laughs> so weak and it is also important to note i think that we have not canonically established if varescos has told aurora about his arranged marriage no i have not (laughs) that's going to be an interesting conversation shit um i can't wait to watch this explode so i used um and and the episode ended with a uh big like mural of an owlbear that was used as a prop on stage came to life as an owlbear and is charging towards you guys as well as a bunch of other props have come to life but uh based on your previous experiences you four might be the best equipped to deal with the owlbear which is the most dangerous of these things that um, seems about accurate. <laughs> and I, yeah. to save us a little bit of time, I used a feature on D&D Beyond to automatically roll your initiatives. 
So we are going to jump right into combat with Oresco's dry grass. Okay. I immediately see what's going on and recognize that this is more of that that eldritch magic bullshit that's been pervading our time here at this uh at this school. And I just kind of sigh a little bit. <laughs> and then I am going to use my wild shape to turn into a dire wolf. This is, is so rad. I, don't, I forget which circle Oreskos is a part of. Is that an action or a bonus <laughs> action for him? I'm a circle of the moon druid, which means that is a bonus action. Rad. And then I, I, I am going the, to... the dire wolf form also has that swoop of hair. Yes, they all do. They're all uh, black with that that emo like uh, emo front bang haircut thing. Yeah. And would you say that you're about to open a can of whoop ass? Jesus Christ! I needed water. I want this gag to never die. Take a four points of psychic damage from. <laughs> shit all right uh yeah um and then i am going to uh i'm going to stand my ground and i'm going to uh ready in action if this creature tries to attack me or move past me i'm going to attempt a a heck and bite on it um well go ahead and roll that because the owlbear is next and now that you are a full-on like predator it's going to attack you okay uh, that is a 23 versus its armor class, uh, for nine points of piercing damage. That hurt. And I need it to make a strength saving throw, DC 13. Um, instead of rolling on D&D Beyond, I'm going to use some of my own dice. Can you guys hear that little jingling? Just how we roll. Yeah, I've got dice that jingle, jingle, jingle. Uh, it got an 18. Okay, then it is it is not knocked prone. Uh, and that uh, will complete me. <laughs> I am now completed. Complete yep. me. Alright, so the owlbear is going to uh, try and bite you. Uh, that is a 19. Oh yeah, that hits. And it will deal you seven piercing damage. It, it digs into you with its owl beak, and then it hits you with its bear claws, or it actually misses with its bear claws, because uh, they're just like a, a form of Danish. <laughs> Jesus, God. Um, man, I want, a Danish, I want a bear claw now. <laughs> um, it only got a nine. It missed you. You didn't hear uh, it, but I threw up in my mouth a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my Ermac, it is your turn uh ermac uh, is going to how far away am i from this rampaging owlbear um we'll say you're like 15 maybe 20 feet uh you guys weren't okay. like fully grouped together when this all went off you weren't that far away but or actually, I'm... Wild and Maper would be more or less right next to it. You were on the way back to the group after talking mm-hmm. to Grayson, so you're a little bit away, but not mm. less than a full than a movement. Yeah, so it's still plenty for uh, Chaos Bolt. All right, at uh, <laughs> second level. 
Is that is that your verbal component? No. Is chaos bolt. Chaos bolt. Yeah, it, today's been a weird day. That's fair. Every day is a weird day. Every day. Uh, that's 20. Uh, 20 hits. <laughs> All right. So let me roll the damage. I'm closer to myself off a roller coaster. A roller coaster. <laughs> Every day I'm getting closer, throwing a bucket of ice in the freaking fryer. And that was the bad version. There's like three versions I've heard, and they all got mishmashed in my head. Um, so what kind of damage is the Chaos Bolt doing? Uh, 12 points of force damage. Force damage. Ooh, that hurt it real bad. Use the force. Um, yeah, so I imagine it was because it's force damage, this like rose gold beam of energy shoots out of your hand and just slams into the side of this owlbear. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else that you'd like to do? Um, nah, not particularly. All right. Maper B haps. All right. I'm going to use, I don't know the name of this. It's, um, uh, well, I looked it up. I just don't know how to say it. Um, oh, okay. Agonaz Agonazars Scorcher. Agonazar. Agonazars Scorcher. Yep. It says, um, I forget how this this works. It says, uh, I guess they have to beat a fifteen deck save. Oh, yeah. it's meet. Or yeah, beat. it's a DC fifteen deck save. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And I believe Agonazar um, Scorcher is a fifteen foot line. Yeah, it says it's um. Well, it's a 30-foot range. Yes, it is a 5-foot uh, a wide, 30-foot long line of fire. And yes, it failed. It, I rolled a, a 3, yes. and I guarantee <laughs> so yeah, it gets a plus 1. I get 3d8. I think it's fire damage. Let me double-check just to it's be positive. Fire damage. Yeah, 3d8 fire damage. Yeah, in the description of the spell, it says, A line of roaring flame. <laughs> when you're done adding all the stuff together. Uh, before you tell me the number, you have two options here. Mm -hmm. You can be ten feet away and fire off the spell, potentially hitting an ally or other students. Or you can be right beside it and aim up. And only I'm gonna, do, I'm gonna do that because okay. I did a lot of damage. <laughs> um, I did 18 fire damage. 18 fire damage. Oh <laughs> yeah, my! So two sevens and one four. <laughs> uh, that was rad. Getting ahead of this fight apparently. Real fucking bad. So Maper oh, in his. Oh, sorry. And uh, can I miss you, step? Away? You absolutely As can. a bonus action? Okay, absolutely. rad. <laughs> Do that, then. So, rad. Maper starts speaking in Draconic, uh, all these clipped words, taking his weird little possum hands and making all these motions, and then holds his hands out as a roaring beam of fire shoots out of this arcane symbol that appears in front of him and just scorches oh. along this owlbear's sides. <laughs> it is the smell of burning hair and fire. And then Maper, this thing turns to look at Maper, and Maper explodes into glitter, and then another explosion of glitter, and Maper is 30 feet away. Hi! I like to imagine Maper has no idea how he's doing any of this. 
No, he no, probably doesn't. Has no idea how he knows the right hand movements or the oh. words because he's a sorcerer. He doesn't learn right. spells. He just spontaneously knows them. Am I supposed to be rolling shit for my wild magic? You are. Um, what am I supposed to roll? You roll a d20, and you're going to let me know if you get a six or lower. <laughs> I hate this. I got a three. Welcome to being a sorcerer. <laughs> wild magic, it'll do it. Live oh, by the yeah, rules, die by the rules. Ooh, baby. <laughs> I hope uh, it's not really terrible. It reminded me out. when... It reminded me when Eric was like, I like to imagine that Maper doesn't know he's doing this. I'm like, oh, that's why I'm playing as a wild magic sorcerer. All right. <laughs> I rolled. Ooh, you know what? Eric, do you think I should roll or should Ashley roll? Mm. Don't make me roll. I know usually when I adjudicate wild magic, I like to roll because it's kind of a representation of the universe going, all right. But either way. Um, you should make her roll. She rolls. Oh, like shit! Girls are like insane. What do you? We'll make this democratic. What do you think, Jason? I think that she should roll. I'm All right. So upset with everyone. So you're gonna roll percentile. So you're gonna have the oh. the ten cider, and then also the ten cider that has that's like seventy twenty. You know all that stuff. You roll those Isn't, together. What's the difference between the percentile and the other? Aren't they the you same? Roll both. Yeah, one is the tens place, and one is the ones place yeah. in in the in the hundred per, per so percentile. So, like, if you roll a seventy and a two, it would be seventy-two. Yeah, you can also just do it with two ten siders. Mm-hmm. You roll your tens place first, and then you roll your ones place. Yep, you can do that too. Okay, well, I'm rolling. I found the. It's easy for me to find the. Oh, oh! I found the percentile ones first. Okay. okay. I I got both are twenty. What do you mean both are twenty? You're only supposed to roll so, one percentile in one ten cider. All right. Well, we're just gonna like. It would be twenty two then. Matter. Yeah, I mean it's twenty two, whichever one you choose. So. Okay. Um, so twenty two. <laughs> Uh, 22. Creatures have disadvantage on saving throws against the next spell you cast in the next minute that involves a saving throw. Um, you've, you've, there is a surge of wild magic, this, like, vortex of multicolored magic just swirls around Maper, and you feel empowered. Okay, rads. And, <laughs> and notice that it Good. says creatures? Yes. So that means if you cast an AoE spell that hits multiple creatures, <laughs> that counts for all of those creatures. Yep. Including the creatures that are your party members. And so, here's a funny thing. I had rolled before I was like, hey, let's decide who should actually roll it. And I rolled a 72, which would have given you resistance to all damage for the next minute. So they're both good. Well, the other one affects my party members negatively sometimes, though, right? It's possible. Wild, I think the funniest your turn. one I've seen in the... Oh, it's my turn? Yep. Self-cast fireball. <laughs> Yeah, that's a thing. Uh, so I wish to rage, and that's a bonus action. Then I'm going to pull out my great sword and uh, swing at this owl bear. Red, like the deli section during the holidays. All the ham. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fourteen. Yeah, fourteen. Fourteen hits. Yay! 
Uh, so that's six damage. Six damage. Rolled the shit on my dice. I mean, this thing's not doing well. Uh... <laughs> Hi, Tootie. <laughs> yeah, he was I, just to be heard. I really hope that the mic properly picked that up. I heard um, it through my headphones, so I think it did. Yeah, probably. Oh, he was like right after. Wait, I just realized there's a thing here. Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay, so what type of uh, barbarian I am? I at the. Uh, I have a what when I enter my rage, I roll in the That's wild right. magic table. Well, determined. You, oh my god! <laughs> really? You yeah. have a wild so, magic person too? So, um. Orianus, uh, Orianus Wild, as a path of wild magic, has a specific wild magic surge table. <laughs> I believe you. I believe you roll a d8. Yeah, a d8. Uh, that die was cocked. Oh, that was an eight. What eight is that? Means mm. a bolt of light shoots from your chest. Another creature of your choice that you can see within thirty feet of you must succeed on a Constitution saving throw or take one d six radiant damage and be blinded until the start of your next turn. Until oh, your wow. rage ends, you can use this effect again on each of your turns as a bonus action. <laughs> oh, what the <laughs> fuck! I want to use that against Yalver. That's amazing. All right. Um, and it needs to thir DC 13 constitution save. Uh, well, it rolled a nine, so unless it has a plus four to its constitution, uh, it does not. It got a 12. Oh uh, so go ahead and roll your 1d6. Yes, 1d6 radiant damage. And we'll, we'll say that happens before you hit it with your sword. That's a two. <laughs> Two damage. All right. So, Wild's rage has changed a little bit since the last time you all saw him uh, go beast mode, and <laughs> his eyes and mouth, like as if steam is coming out of his eyes and mouth, but it's this like prismatic smoke. Uh, as if this wild magic energy is just surging out of his body. And he l pulls out his greatsword, roars out as he enters his rage, and a beam of light like a Care Bear stare shoots out and hits this owlbear in the face. <laughs> this makes me happy. What the fuck? This is amazing. I love it. I'm writing down uh, Wild Becomes a Care Bear in my notes. Uh, Orescos, it is your turn. Oh boy! <laughs> so, um, I, uh, I can't speak because, you know, wolf. Uh, <laughs> but I make some growling noises that could be construed as being, uh, angry or, or possibly like annoyed, I guess. And then I am going to uh, attempt once again to bite this here uh, owlbear. This time, however, I will have advantage because uh, I have an ally within... F Wait, do I still have an ally within five feet? Yep. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm right, right next there. to it. Also, it's blinded. That is true. Uh, that's going to be a 17 versus armor class. That definitely hits. Uh, 10 points of piercing damage and a strength saving throw. DC 13. DC 13. 
Uh, 15 on the die. Okay, so success. So not knocked prone. Um, this owlbear is not doing well. It got hit with, it like, fucking pile driver into its side. <laughs> its shoulder and back were briefly on fire. Uh, it, it's been bitten by a giant wolf, and then this lunatic half-elf shoots a beam of light into its face and then hits it with a sword. Uh, it's not doing well. If it were smarter, it might run away, but it's not. Uh, so it's yeah. going to continue to attack Oreskos. Uh, but it has disadvantage because it's blind. That is a 10 uh, to bite Oreskos. That is uh, not enough. And a double critical failure to claw you. Woof. <laughs> Literally, woof. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was getting ready to say that's not that's not me, Eric, <laughs> saying woof. That's Oreskos making a woof noise. I will see now. What I want is for Oreskos to every time he makes like instead of whining like a wolf, he just in his normal voice says whine. <laughs> If I, if I if I ever get the ability to actually like talk in my animal forms, which is a thing you get much later, yeah. sure. Uh, no, I just imagine that that was like a side effect. Um, but anyway, <laughs> it is Ermac's turn. I'm going to try something a little bit different. So I'm going to use Quicken Spell to cast a Chaos Bolt at second level as a bonus action. Oh boy. And then I'm going to cast a different spell as a cantrip. Oh boy. Because you could do that. You can indeed. It's expensive. Oh. Uh, hmm. Hmm. I'm going to use Favored by the Gods to, to add 2d4 to that because <laughs> that was bad. All right. So that's 6 plus 4 plus 4, 14. 14 hits? I'm, I'm really glad I used that ability. So. That's going to be... Go back to my spells. Uh, eh, I'll make D&D Beyond do it for me. Uh, do my work, mechanical minion. <laughs> so that is 22 fire damage. No, 15 fire damage. I read it wrong. 15 fire damage. All right, well, it had two hit points. Oh, <laughs> shit. Well, um, just because I already declared my action uh i then cast ray of frost at it so well actually this this fits because as you hit this thing with this bolt of fire um it burns up and then turns back into this like wooden mural of an owlbear that is on fire and then you hit it with a ray of frost and the fire goes out <sighs> and as that happens all of the other props also return uh to normal rad uh yeah you guys were pretty much unscathed on that Um, yeah but as this is going on you see uh a probably professor and then you notice the robes and can tell that this is a silver quill professor um runs up uh a human um she runs up and she goes uh all right, all right. Um, that was wild. Oh, that's your name, huh? That's funny. In, in more ways than one. Hey. 
Is everyone only okay? I'm a wolf, so it's like rrr, rrr. yeah. Are you all alright? <laughs> uh, Oresco's exits his right and just kind of like uh, stumble. Uh, <laughs> wild. Oresco's kind of exit his right rage. Now. I'm sorry. Today is very. Today is very long. Anyways, uh, wild exit his rage and just kind of stumbles a bit. Then goes, "I'm fine." Wow. Um. Well, that was absolutely amazing. I'm that really, honestly, you did great work. Also, Maper, great job up on stage. Thank you. Um. You know what? Between the great work you did here, and also I'm a huge fan of the theater. <laughs> I just had my cloak finished, but I think you may have earned it. And she takes <gasps> out her cloak and gives it to you. Um, Thank you! I am going to add it to your uh, character sheet. <laughs> Oresco's just kind of in wolf form. Walks over and uh, headbutts uh, Wild. And then just kind of looks up and kind of gives the best. I'm a dog, but I'm trying to tell you you did a good job. Look. <laughs> I don't want to pit. I don't want to pit him on the head because I because I don't know if Oreskos would appreciate that. But I go, thanks, man. You did good um, too. So that I give up and just pat him on the head. Was a <laughs> the dog of protection. That's so rad. You put it on and it resizes. So now you have your like red wizard robe and your hat with your frog on it, uh-huh. uh, and your prismari stuffed animal stuck to your chest and now you have this like very elegant rainbow or or, uh, um, like black and silver moon and stars cape you look like every person who's good at carnival games coming out of an amusement park oh my god that's (laughs) just that's so amazing in every way but um, so yeah, the threat is over. Um, what is everyone immediately right now doing? Well, Oreskos is going to go back over to where he was at with Aurora <clears throat> before all this started. He's going to shift back into his normal form. He goes, sorry about that. Um, do you still want to go like get that drink? Um, she goes, uh, I actually can't tonight, and she holds up her lyre, and you see that it's been damaged. <laughs> she has clearly used it as a weapon, and she goes, Respect. I gotta go take this to a friend of mine to get mended. Gotcha. We'll, uh, pick it up another time. Yeah, of course. She gives you a kiss on the cheek, and walks off. I, I, adorable. It takes every fiber of Oreskos as being to not do the like Napoleon Dynamite. Yes. <laughs> like <laughs> anyone who understands horse uh body language notices that you're clearly, you know, one of your hooves is scratching the ground, kind of excited. I don't know if that's a, a real thing or not. I don't care. Horses are abominations unto God. They are not. Um <laughs> I would beg to differ. Yeah, horses, I have never seen a horse. Both I'm not are, into... are weird creatures. Like, <laughs> I'll fight both of you. Horses, just like most uh, beasts of burden, have weird mouths, and I don't care for it. Would you prefer I the full? I'm just mouth? very intimidated by a creature that's bigger than mouth. me. That can't kill me. 
with a kick. Hence the same reason I'm afraid of kangaroos. And ostriches. Oh yeah, definitely ostriches. So yeah, is anyone doing any sort of investigating? Yeah. Um, Wild's gonna investigate the the prop. Yeah, Ermac's gonna look at the the owlbear prop and see if maybe there's something. Um, Both of you find that same oily substance that you found during orientation on the frog that the frogs threw up and on the cauldrons and bows and tavern. Mm. This okay, so it's the light. same. I, we keep finding this stuff. We gotta Um Your prof the professor that's there, she introduced herself as Professor Totsky. Um and she says, um You said you've seen this before. Yeah, like every single time an animated object tried to kill people. Like every single time. And she, uh, you see her eyes glow pink as she kind of looks at it and she goes, well, it's not magic. Not right now. Um, but you say you've seen it at all these weird things. Oh! Eldritch Bomb. Uh, it, it's made out of the mud that's found in Sedgemoor. Um, and you all know that Sedgemoor is the uh, swamp, this humongous swamp that actually encircles the Witherbloom campus, and it's also where the school gets all of its uh, magical ingredients from. Um, she says, yeah, it um, it's used for all kinds of everyday kind of things, you know, um, small mending, polish, things like that, but um, if the, if the uh, bomb were corrupted in some way, I could see why that um, happened, and, you know, it's very uncommon, but not unheard or it's very rare, but not unheard of for a student to be practicing some dark magic out in Sedgemoor, so that could have been it too, but like I said, that that happens very rarely. Uh, it's much more likely that the wild magics of the campus just had a bad reaction. Um, you know what? Do you four think you can do me a favor in the next few days or so? Yes. Sure. sure. Well, uh, hold on. And she reaches into her pouch and pulls out a flask of holy water and says, um, if you pour this into the spring that uh, the waters that we make the bomb out of are used, it should prevent any sort of further corruption of the bomb. And if you go to the southwest area, and she, she gives you a much more detailed kind of thing so that you guys can figure out where the spring is. She says um, I'm going to immediately start the process of tracking down all of the contaminated bomb before it gets gets anyone into any more trouble. Uh, so I have a question as a player. Okay. Do you think, do we think the professor knows who is handling the prop? Because then we can narrow down our suspects. Um, she doesn't. And it, you're talking like hundreds of students have handled this prop. It's... Because because the Rose Festival is an impromptu, Im- fully improvised play, the prop is going to pass through dozens of hands. Um, and it'll also be very hard to track all of them down. Well, then I guess we should. It's what time of the day is it right now? It's pretty late in the day. Okay, we definitely um, don't want to be going trudging through a swamp. <laughs> yeah, she she gave yeah 
the what she said was in the next few days if you could take care of that like finding the bomb that's already been made from this stuff is a priority which is why she's handling it but pouring the holy water into the um uh spring and sedgemore that they get the stuff from is a slightly lower priority because uh, it's not like people are going out there every single day to collect more water to make bomb. Okay. Um, so you, you have time to rest. And actually, the next day, your professor, Professor Lang, who teaches your magical physiologies class, uh, says, Well, it is... We have a particular event, um, a bit of a field trip, if you will. You will all be going into Sedgemore. Um, I will. I have already assigned you all into groups of four, and here is the list of magical spell components. Well, some of them are magical. In a way, they're all magical. And she stares off into space for a second. Anyway, <laughs> the only task for today is to gather everything on that list. Uh, so as it turns out, you have a very convenient reason to be going into Sedgemore. Although anybody can go into Sedgemore, you ju- up until this point, none of you have really had a reason to go. Uh, it's not a particularly safe part of the campus. It doesn't sound like it. So yeah. You guys had, I assume you all head out to Sedgemore. Is there anything anybody wanted to do first? Mm, no, I can't think of anything. Uh, no, not really. All right. Um, so this is a fucking a huge bayou, and it is actually it's known uh, for the weird creatures that live there. Um, but a fun fact about the school is that uh, Witherbloom is the only uh, track in Strixhaven. That mascot is a naturally occurring creature that lives in Sedgemore. Uh, just a fun piece of trivia for everyone. <laughs> so you, your expedition, uh, because you were heading towards the area that Professor Totsky told you about, um, brings you to one of the more dismal looking parts of Sedgemore. And there's muddy swamp water just sort of lazily flowing between these little uh, they're called islets like little baby islands uh, covered baby with islands. fungi and other foliage. Um, there are large tree stumps jutting up out of the water in random places. Um, a pair of rickety wooden docks and uh, two wooden huts are the only indication that people ever come here. Uh, unfortunately, there are no rafts or dinghies out right now. How tall is the uh, grossness that is the swamp in certain spots? Or um, deep? Not tall. It, uh, so walking between the little islands and tree stumps, uh, you it's, it's maper is definitely going to have problems. Um, but everybody else, it's more just trudging through mud and water. Um, you might lose a boot. 
Um, so it's, it's gonna... like difficult terrain, but Maper should probably hang out on like Oreskos's back or something. Maper is gonna. I was getting ready to say you're a small creature. You can ride yes. on my back with no yes. problems. <laughs> Maper's just gonna. Like, can I ride on your back? That's yeah, fine. I don't wear shoes anyway. Thank you. Um, I don't wear shoes anyways. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, so the wild doesn't like shoes either. So. The more athletic of you all could potentially leap, uh, like onto the tree stumps or in between the little islands. That sounds fun as hell. I'm gonna do it. Okay. Um, like which? What are we doing? Um. Uh. So. Well, b- actually, before you do anything, um. The area you're in right now is kind of the end of your solid ground. <laughs> um, but you are on the part that still has the two uh, two docks. If you go a little bit for if you go a little bit further past the northward dock, there's a short jump onto another little island that you can then jump into the center. And the center island which is the largest of them, uh, is the one that has the two sheds. Um, then there's also a dock that's more westward of where you are right now is a slightly larger jump to another little island that you could make another jump to the center island. Um, and then there's also a tree stump in between where you guys are right now and that center island. That's uh, going to be a little difficult to get to okay um not athletic enough to jump that crap so (laughs) um and like i said you guys can just walk you know it's just gross you know it's gross swamp water yeah the grossness of the swamp has no effect on ermac or his sensibilities your grossness does not affect me the gross muddy water just slips right through all of his uh, foot bones. Yep. <laughs> oh. What if you lose like a toe? Like it just gets sucked up into the. <laughs> I'm guessing since he's kind of held together by magic. Oh, that's true. He wouldn't have I don't anything. Think that it really? Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, let's let's start with wild. Can I jump from the pier to the center island and go? Like the north route? Absolutely, you cannot. That is that's uh, uh, like a sixty foot jump or a forty foot jump. Oh yeah, listen, you described three different things, and my brain was just like, we don't remember any if, of this. So, and getting I mean, to the center island, there is a small little island uh, to the west, a small little island to the north, or a tree stump that's kind of in between the two but all three ways you could get to the center. Uh, I'm going to try that that small island to the north to then jump to the center. You know what? Give me one second. I'm going to, in our Discord chat here, I'm going to share the map. Noise. I forgot that I could share. Um, where the Compass Rose is on that map is basically where you guys are right this second. Mm. Um, so you said, sorry, Abby, I completely spaced on what you said you were doing. Um, so we're by the Compass Rose, right? Can I go up to this uh, pier that's like north? north? Mm-hmm. 
northward, then jump to that tree stump, then jump to that big island in the center. You can. I would suggest going to the uh, little uh, bit of land just to the uh, west of that pier, because jumping from the pier, you will not get a running start. But you can get a running start jumping from that little bit of land. Yeah, I'll do that. Running jump will be best. All right. What is your uh, strength score? Not your modifier, but your score. 14. Okay, that'll be enough to get you there uh, without... Because it's the general jumping rules. If you've got your horizontal jump is equal to your strength score in feet if you have at least a 10-foot running start. Um, So without having to make an athletic check, you can just jump onto the stump. However, the stump is covered in moss and mud. Uh, So I need you to make an athletics check to not fall. That's fair. Uh, That's a natural 20, so that's 24. Yeah. Nice. The landing. You you land on the stump and immediately jump over to that center island. Um, And don't forget, you guys are here specifically to find spell components. Um, So at these different little uh, islands and things, make sure you... uh, are searching for stuff. Okay. But we actually don't have... So this little center islet, the largest of them in this part of the swamp, um, has two research shed sheds and what is clearly a very ancient tree stump in the center. And... Fun part. As you land, two wargs come snarling out uh, from behind this tree stump. And uh, in one moment, we will roll initiative. What are these things? Wargs. You said wargs? Wargs. Wargs. W-R-G-S. Wargs. You remember in The Hobbit, yeah. the things that the goblins ride? No. <laughs> you don't imagine imagine like a... Evil wolf being chased by giant evil wolves. That's been too long. I cannot fathom that. I read The Hobbit <laughs> you every year. read the book every year. I haven't read it since the seventh grade, and then I watched The, the Hobbit in like three years. I still remember that. <laughs> okay, good for you all and your amazing memory. All right. <laughs> oh, no, my memory no. shit. That just stuck out to me. No, we're fine. Um, <laughs> I just, I can't fathom not reading The Hobbit dozens of times i need the book but yeah they're these super they're they're, um medium size or they're a large size so they're bigger than orescos what but they are these compared to wolves hyper intelligent uh compared to people very stupid creatures and they can actually speak um they they under they traditionally are used by uh, evil creatures as mounts. Um, but Maper Behaps, what is your initiative? Um, well, I didn't roll my initiative. Hang on, I got really distracted because I wanted to know <laughs> what it was. Oh, you betrayed me earlier. I'm not rolling you. Oh fuck me! Go to dice jail. <sighs> 
Well, this one didn't roll any better. <laughs> Let me see it. A seven. Seven. All right. Uh, Oreskos? I got a, uh, I got a four. All right. Uh, Wild? I got a six. Oh, boy. I'm sad. And Ermac? Got a nine. Dear Lord. Damn. Not wait. even any din in the double, double digits. Just None of all single digit numbers. <laughs> I rolled a seven. All right. Well, that's real bad. This is bad what I get for rolling that natural 20 earlier. I fucked myself. Um, but it's real <laughs> bad because the wargs got a 19. Fuck. <laughs> so the first one comes so running up to bite wild. About right. You're really being punished for that natural 20. It got a natural 20. Yikes. Oh, God. Fuck you. Uh, which means it does 4d6 piercing damage. <sighs> 19 piercing damage. Ow. Oh, my God. I'm getting real uncomfortable right now. And I need you to make a uh, DC 13 strength saving throw. That's a 19. Okay, you are not pulled to the ground. Uh, and the next warg runs up and gets an 18 versus your armor class? Yeah. Alright. And deals 12 piercing damage. Fucking and yikes. And a strength saving throw. That's a 21. Okay. So, it is now Ermac's turn. What you have seen is Wild real impressively leaps, hits this tree stump, tree stump, slides forward and leaps off of it onto that center island. And as he turns around to like very proudly, nah, look at that, um, two you, I think you would immediately recognize them as wargs. Yeah. Uh, come tearing out from behind this ancient tree stump and just start biting the shit out of Wild. So, so Ermac's reaction to this is, oh, cool, wild, you got a, a 10 out of 10 jump, and then, oh, no, danger puppies, and then I'm gonna... <laughs> danger puppies. I'm very hurt. I need you all to know this. Oh, danger, I know. Uh, danger puppies. I know. You can probably tell by all the blood. Yeah, all the blood. So, uh, hence the exclamation of, oh, no, danger puppies. Uh, Hi, children. Danger puppies. Anyway, uh, what did you say? I, I I would like to move as close to wild as I can, jumping if necessary. Okay. Um. So, what is your strength score? Ten. Ten. Okay, so you will have to make an athletics check just to make it to that tree stump. Like, if you're going in more or less a straight line to get to where wild is. Um, and then another athletics check to not fall off the tree stump. And a third athletics check uh, to get to the thing. Cause, and honestly, that would be a full your full turn. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Okay. 13 for the first one. Uh, yeah, I think that's enough to get you to the stump. 19 to not fall off. That is a success. And 12 for the last bit. Um, you're not going to quite make it to the island, so you do fall into the water um mm -hmm. but uh if you had another 10 feet of movement you could use it to get up on the island um but i okay. don't think that you would no. uh but that is your full all of your turn 
Uh, Maper, it is now your turn. If I used the... Well, no, that would also get uh, wild. Potentially. Magic but... Missile only gets the person, correct? Yes, yes. it only okay. hits the target I'm... you're selecting. I'm going to do Magic Missile. Okay. Um, it's 1d4 plus 1. And I guess, is the symbol next to it force damage? Yes. Okay, cool. Uh, now I do have to ask, are you casting it at first or second level? Second level, but it didn't look like anything changed between the two when I looked at it. Well, under notes it says count plus 1. Oh yeah, count dart. plus one. Yeah, so instead of three darts, it's four darts. Oh, so I do I roll the I roll the d4 once, but yeah, it hits. Yeah, so if four you times. Hit, what you can do if you cast it at second level is hit one warg with two darts and the other warg with two darts, or you can hit like you can basically split your four darts up amongst your two targets, <laughs> however you see fit. Or you can okay. just hit one of them with all four. No, I'll split it between the two of them. Like half and half, or how do you want to split it up? Two. Okay. Two for each. Okay. Um, yeah. well, shit. So it's a d4 um, plus one, and they just take the damage. Yeah, so it's two. Okay. Because I roll like shit. Four damage to each of them, and I also need you to roll a d20. And let me know if you get a one. Nope, got a five. All right. Uh, is there anything else you wanted to do? Mm, no. All right. I don't Wild. think there's anything else I can do. It is your turn, Wild. Oh, boy. I'm <laughs> going to rage, then try my best to hit one of these wall one of the wargs. All right. Uh, before you roll your attack, roll your D8. It's magic time. Mm-hmm. Magic time. That's a three. Three. Uh, an intangible spirit, which looks like a flump or a pixie, which do you think it would be for wild? Flump, I'll be honest with you. Flump. That All sounds right. cool. Um, so this betentacled floating pancake uh, appears within five feet of one creature of your choice that you can see within 30 feet of you. And at the end of your current turn, the, the flump explodes, and each creature within five feet of it must succeed on a dexterity saving throw or take 1d6 force damage. I hit up here behind one of these two wargs and not hit me when it explodes? Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah, these right. wargs are big boys. So go ahead and roll mm -hmm. your uh, attack. Yeah, fuck me, that's a 10. Yeah, a 10's not going to do it. Uh, but... It is the end of your turn, which means they both have to make dexterity saves. DC 13, that is one success and one failure. So go ahead and deal uh, 1d6 force damage as this spiritual flump explodes. Three damage. Three <laughs> um, and until you end your rage, as a bonus action on each of your turns, you can repeat this process. That is amazing. Uh, Arescos, it is your turn. Uh, upon seeing everything that has just happened, Arescos goes into full-on like panic mode. He runs to the edge of the water, which 
I'm pretty sure looking at the map will put me within 60 feet of both uh, Wild and the the Wargs. I want to say yes. Because, like, looking from where we were at, like, if I run all the way to the edge of the water, it looks like it yeah, is. Yeah, I, I think you can do that. Or you can run onto the and dock that, and be even closer. Yeah. Um, and then I stretch out my hand, make some arcane symbols, and I just say in, like, the most horrifying voice that you've ever heard come out of my mouth, ROT! <laughs> and I uh, cast Wither and Bloom. It's metal um, as shit. I, you invoke both death and life upon a 10-foot radius sphere centered on a point within 60 feet. It is a 10-foot radius. Each creature of my choice in that area must make a constitution saving throw, uh, taking 2d6 necrotic damage on a failed save or half as much on a successful save. Everyone else can see this. The You, the listeners, can't. But I got so excited because that spell fucking rocks. Oh, man, uh, I so want that spell. Con saves. DC 13, and they both fail. All right. They both take nine necrotic damage. And then in addition, uh, one creature of my choice in that area can spend and roll one of its unspent hit dice to regain a number of hit points equal to the roll plus my spellcasting ability modifier. So, Wild, you can spend a hit die, roll it, and regain whatever you roll plus three. Nice. You got them You got them big boy barbarian hit dice, so... Mm-hmm, them D12s. Oh, thank really God you reminded me I get a D12. I almost grabbed a D8. Jesus. No, you a barbarian! You get them big boy dice. I know, Abby usually I plays, play- like, clerics and rogues and stuff. Yeah, I play squishy people. Really or, like, you know, glass squishy. cannons. It's fun to be the tank, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm having fun. Uh, so that's... I rolled a seven. So right. ten total. Hooray! I'm less close to death. <laughs> Which is all Yeah, you watch, you watch as the tendrils of black necrotic energy, like, seep into these wargs, and then you see them seep back out and, like, travel up Wild's legs and into his chest, and, like, you just watch as his wounds start to close up. Um... Wild, you will have the opportunity to take a swing on one of these wargs as they both turn tail and run. Awesome, I'm going to take that. Opportunity attack. Also, all the non-magical plants are in that 10-foot radius are dead as shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's a 15. Uh, 15 hits. <gasps> Yay. That's an 8. 8 damage. All right. Uh, you almost kill one of these wargs as they run away from you. Um, and they can easily jump the distance of a lot of these uh, things. Uh, so yeah, now that combat's over. Nice. We're cleaning up shop pretty much everywhere we go. You are. How In badly a... hurt is Wild still? Pretty badly. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna run up to Wild and I'm going to place a hand on Wild's boo boo. I am uh... cast cure wounds. At first level. In a, in a fit of prescience, uh, Oreskos has jump prepared. Hey! Uh, so I'm going to cast jump on myself and carry myself and Maper over to uh, the center. Yeah. And wild heals for. Yeah, jump, nice. Like quadruples your jump distance or something? Tri- triples my jump Triple. distance. So technically yeah, it would be 39 feet. 39 feet puts you from... Yeah, you, you can easily get where you need to go um so yeah this little island here 
you guys can search for some spell components. Um, you can also look into these two sheds if you want to. I'll look in the shed. I'm going to make a perception check and look just kind of around the island to see if I can find anything good, any good spell components. All right. All right. Um, I'll look in the other shed that um, so Max not investigating. I don't know which sheds. There's one to your north and one to your south. Who's going where? I'm going to go north, but I only roll Nate. Okay. I'll hit south. Um, well, both of the sheds are unlocked. And uh, honestly, even with an eight, you can find a, uh, a kit for harvesting moss and fungi. I'll take that. All you really need to know about it is that it grants you advantage on nature checks to harvest spell components. Um, which is the first time in this entire document that it has mentioned which skill you're supposed to use to find these fucking spell components. <laughs> nice. Said so you were looking I, I, in the other one? Yeah, I got an 18. 18? Um, wait, wait, wait. That's before modifier investigation. 19. All right. You find two potions of healing. Stop. <laughs> I'm not even doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> bad boy you're sitting behind me now that's what he wanted all along just wanted he just kept fucking with the headphones because he was upset that I wasn't paying attention to him how dare you not pay attention to the baby boy listen Tootie is our producer and he had a lot to say about this episode he did yeah don't worry so did Hope until I uh <laughs> Until I told her she needs to go back and lay on her heating pad to calm down. Um, so, Eric, <laughs> it is mm. a nature check you need to make to ah. find spell components. Not sure. <laughs> I rolled really bad. That's a seven. Mm. Uh, well, only I'm, I'm only going to allow one person to search each area that you can find components at. Okay, good, because I rolled really bad. Uh, you got I rolled one. really bad, too. A seven. A seven? Yeah, you don't find anything. It doesn't give me a DC on what you're supposed to do, but I'm going to say less than a 10 isn't going to do it. Makes sense. That's fair. Um, Not as if so... there's a giant sign pointing to them saying spell components. Yeah. So, yeah. Where do you guys go from here? You've got, you know, your smaller inlets and larger tree stumps and stuff uh, to the northwest, but you also have an island, an islet to the... Uh, Southwest you haven't looked at, and a islet to the uh, northeast you haven't looked at. Mm. Uh, I'll head to the northeast to check that one out. Okay. I'm still with you, so I'm going to. <laughs> <laughs> Clinging on like a baby possum. Yes. Does uh does Maper want to assist me in searching? <laughs> yeah, yes. I'll allow that. <laughs> Sorry. Whose adorable sneezes were those? It was me. Uh, highest roll is going to be an 18. Yep. You easily find a lot of the components, spell components you were sent to look for there. Sweet. Um, okay. So, who's doing what now? Um, can I jump over to this uh, islet on the southwest and explore for spell components? Um, or the thingies? Yes, absolutely. 
Do I need to roll uh, athletics, or can I get a running start? You, you I don't can know. get a running start. You. I'm you just gonna trudge over water there a bit, but you get over there. Um, so if you're gonna search that island, go ahead and make a nature check. And if you have it's a twelve, a twelve. Uh, yeah, yeah, you find some. Yeah, and I, I assume you guys are calling. Hey, I found this, and you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, Ermac, you're still on that center island, and uh, you know that a lot of the that. Uh, Oresco's couldn't find any components where you are, but you do have some more little islets to your uh, northwest. Yeah, I'm gonna um, check and... out the islet. Sorry. Oh, I was about to say I. Yeah. No. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna check out the islet to the northwest and with my kit, see what I can find. All right. Fourteen. Yeah. Yeah. You you find what you're looking for. Um, also, you can over on this little islet where you are, can easily see a steady, burbling flow of water that is disturbing the surface of the uh, swamp water. Hey, uh, guys, there's some uh, water coming up underneath here that's, like, not swamp water. It's, like, clear? Well, I mean, it's still swamp water. Well, it's brackish, but it's... it's yeah. <laughs> bubbling? Yeah, it's bubbling. What is your... Bubbling, bubbling, and trouble. Dry, uh, dry grass. Oreskos, with your, like, without having to roll, you're pretty sure that's the spring that uh, Totsky wanted you guys to pour the holy water into. Okay. Oh, neat. As I'm finishing up, uh, picking up the spell components and putting them in my pouch, I'm like, I think that's the spring we're supposed to be looking for. Gotta okay. pour the holy water in there, you know? Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll uncork it and I'll start pouring the holy water in the spring. There's something right. so funny about a skeleton pouring holy water. <laughs> uh, give me just one second. I will fully describe to you what you see. We're going to see problems. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just uh, calling it. I'm impulsive. Oh, this is beautiful. It's okay. We all have our flaws. So immediately you, you sort of like... To fully pour it into the spring, you are going to have to, like, wade out into the water. Um, mm -hmm. And I assume you're doing this as everybody else is sort of making their way over to where you are. Yes. Um, I mean, I don't know if everybody else would, like, if if Wild or Oreskos would be like, hey, wait for us to get there or anything, or just be like, yeah, go ahead and pour this shit in. Uh, Wild would be saying, okay, I'm heading over. Yeah, so you, you go ahead and wade into the water a bit to pour this stuff in and before you get the chance to actually pour it in uh a humongous black ichor covered scorpion bursts out of the water all right and we are once again going to roll initiative that's that's a big chitiny boy I don't thankfully know i'm immune to poison uh would you get a rescos Two. Unfortunately, I rolled poorly. Uh, what did you get, Ermac? Six. Six. And what about Maper? Twelve. Mm. Twelve. And I got an eighteen. Eighteen. All right. Uh, which means, Wild, you are up first. However, unfortunately, you are the farthest away. Can I send my entire action just... Double moving, double moving, and trying to get as close as I can. Um, Actually, can so, I jump? 
Sorry? Since I'm on this uh, southwest islet, can I jump to this stump, then to the big island? Yes. Awesome. Um, you, can that's actually, nine- you can get within 15 feet of where Ermac is if you use your full movement. Awesome. Let's do that. Um, so what did you get? I got a 19 for athletics to, to you know, jump. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you can jump... Yeah, so a 19 gets you onto the stump, so make another athletics to not fall off. This is a DC 15. That's an, I rolled a 19, so... Yeah, you're good. Um, yeah. So go ahead, and your strength is 14? 14, yeah. Yeah, so you're going to have to make another one to make it to the central island. 15. 15 gets you there, and you will not need to roll to get to that last little island before you start wading into the water to help uh, 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 Ermac. Uh, so for awesome. everybody else, you see, briefly see Wild uh, fucking leap onto one of these stumps, slide forward, leap onto the island, get another running head start, and leap onto this other island. <laughs> Damn, that's really cool. Parkour! Uh, <laughs> you're just going, parkour! Parkour! Um, but that will be, unless you wanted to enter a rage, that is the end of your turn. I would like to enter into rage. Sounds like a so good that way when I get when I get closer, I can fuck this thing's shit up. Fuck it shit up. <laughs> uh, then that's a five on the table. A five. Whenever I... a creature hits you with an attack roll before your rage ends, that creature takes 1d6 force damage as magic lashes out in retribution. Retribution. <laughs> um, so okay. I, I, you, you enter your rage and, you know, the, the same, like, steam of magic just sort of exiting your body through your mouth and your eyes in this prismatic cloud swirls around you and occasionally like spikes out uh spikes out away from you uh maper it is your turn i would like to um cast you actually i've already used magic missile well i mean you Um, have more spell slots yeah i know i was just like looking at what i have used uh magic missile might be your only real option until oreskos can get you closer yeah, I can, um, I'll use, because I can use it at level one. Actually, I could use, well, no, I want to save, I want to use the agonize, Agonizer Scorcher or whatever in a little the bit. Scorcher, I'm going to yeah. use, I'm going to use Magic Missile at level one. Okay. Um, um, you are definitely within 120 feet and, well, we'll we'll put it this way. Oreskos, do you think you are heading toward, before all this kicks off, do you think you would be heading back towards the, uh, Central Island, or just like wading through the water to walk up and get to the uh, where Ermac is. If I had to venture a guess as to how I would have gotten back there, I probably would have gone from that uh, that island that islet to the Central Island and then back around. Okay. Then, what Maper might want to do is hold your action because at mm-hmm. the moment there is a building blocking in the way. Sight. Okay. I'll wait. Um, so if I'll you hold, hold your action. action until you can see the scorpion, you just immediately do the thing. Okay. Um, and it is the scorpion's turn who immediately attacks Ermac. Is going to attempt to claw you twice. 
but that is a six and a six, and then it tries to sting you. That, however, is a 19. Yeah, that hits. Uh, it deals you seven piercing damage, um, uh-huh. and you're immune to poison, so that's the end of that. Uh-huh. And now it's your turn. I ain't got no blood to poison. Yep. <laughs> I got no uh, body. I knew it was, I knew, I, I, mm. <laughs> I knew for, it was for coming. listeners, Eric and I have been playing D&D together for, like, Jesus, close to ten years. Yeah. I'm gonna cast bless on. Uh, how 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 far away is the party from me, respectively? You Thirty feet. And wild are the only people that you could hit with bless. I'm not going to cast bless. <clears throat> yeah, everybody else is way out of range for bless. Yeah. Um, and this thing's right next to me, which means my ranged attacks have disadvantage. So. Well, sacred flame is a save, not a. Uh, yeah, attack. sacred flame's a save. I'm just looking at my at my more powerful stuff. So, yeah, I guess that's my choice. I will... <laughs> you can always cast sleep. I could. <laughs> I think that's what Ermac would try and do, actually, because he wants to be friends with all of the deadly animals. Well, and it is a natural... Like, it's not a construct or anything, so it can be put to sleep. Yeah, let's um, let's try what, sleep. What? As long as they're not immune to charm, I believe they can be put to sleep. Yeah, it's or or not. Um, before you roll anything, I do want to double check. It is so six d eight. No, it's five. Oh no, oh, it, it is, is second level, so it'd be six. So it would be seventy eight. Oh, so don't don't. Well, if you would like, I'm gonna we're gonna meta game here for just a second because I don't want you to waste a spell slot. It has more hit points than you can possibly roll. So if you think this is something that Ermac would just try, do the spell slot. But I'm I'm going to, because I, I want you to feel effective, it is not possible for you to put this thing asleep with a second level spell. How big is this scorpion? It is, like, horse-sized. Yeah, no, that, that would tip me off. Okay. That it's that's why I was asking. So so um, well, I guess I will sacred flame it. All right. So it has to make a dexterity saving yeah. throw. What's the DC? Uh, twelve. Uh, I asked that as I was rolling the die, and it got a critical failure. Oh, well then. What level are we? Oh, we're level three. Okay, D eight. Yeah, so it's still the one D eight. But I will be extra. Uh, so is it still, like, got this weird black goo? On- Wait, we're in water, aren't we? Yep. <laughs> I'm gonna change the... Oh, no, it's... it's. Oh, change that type. Oh, okay, never mind, never mind. I can't do that. Yeah, because uh, it has it, to it'll be, be radiant. elemental damage to begin with. Yeah, it'll be seven radiant. Seven radiant damage. Uh, for our listeners, uh, sorcerers get abil- an ability called metamagic, where they can alter their spells, uh... Ermac did it earlier by quickening a spell, but there's another one which allows you to change the damage type of a spell, provided that the damage type was already fire, cold, acid, lightning, or th- uh, thunder. Mm-hmm. Poison's also on the list for oh, some reason. Too. Cool. Uh, yeah, I don't know why poison would be there. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, Oreskos, it is your turn. Excellent. Well, Jump I got a long way. Wait... a while, doesn't it? 
It uh, it lasts for a minute. Oh. Yeah, it yeah. would have worn off by now. Yeah. I got a long way to go and a short time to get there. Uh, so I'm going to, uh, as a bonus action, I'm going to shapeshift into a dire wolf, which also gives me a, a 17 strength. <laughs> so yeah, dire wolf, there's, unless you're jumping onto a stump, you're not going to need an athletics check. Uh, and I'm going to, let's see, from where I'm at on the central islet, that will put me. I'm going to say that I have jumped off of his back at this point. <laughs> because if he's wild shaped, I'm not confident I can hang on you for can that. Hang on. Okay, cool. Um, then I also you would be able to get to where Wild is right now. Okay, good, cool. I've yeah, I'm good now. Then because I was like, oh god, I don't want to fall off. As a direwolf, your speed is forty, fifty, fifty. So, so you you would have to double move, but you can get right to where Wild is right now. Yeah, and that's uh that's essentially what I'm going to do. I'm just going to full on sprint full on full on big stupid dog run uh imagine that you start galloping and then immediately shift into a dire wolf yeah um maper instead of holding instead of like clinging digging your claws in ever so slightly to stay on uh oreskos's back when he starts running you are now gripping onto his fur yeah and screaming my head off missile That's right. Forward my mount. <laughs> Shit, hang on. Roll okay, your so magic missile. I'm sure that's just three, but let me double check. Yes, um, I got three damage. Three damage, so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm assuming all three darts go to the same target. Yes. So we'll take nine damage, and I need you to roll a d20, and just let me know if oh, you get right. a two or a one. Oh, good, six. It's always so close. <laughs> it doesn't matter what dice I roll. I'm positive I've said this before in a recording, but I do want to say it again. Uh, something I encourage all GMs with a wild magic sorcerer in your party to do, uh, with their uh, also approval as well, is crib this uh, technique from Brennan Lee Mulligan from Dimension 20, and also he recently GM'd for Critical Role, where you're, instead of having to roll a one each time, Every time they don't have a wild magic surge, increase the number that they roll to have a surge by one. He DM'd on critical roll? Very recently, yes. Yeah, for uh, recently, uh, as of this recording, would have been months ago by the time this comes out. Yeah. That is rad. Um, He's my favorite. Uh, wild, it is your turn, and uh, from where you are, you know, it's difficult terrain to get to the scorpion, but you've got 40 feet of movement. You can easily make it. All right, I'm going to get up next to it, then I'm going to smack it with the battle axe. All right. The battle axe or a sword? It's a sword. I keep... <sighs> Brain. It's a, it's a, it's a great sword. It's a Anyways, great sword. that's an 18. It is a great sword. 18 hits. I think you understand how great this sword is. Oh, heck yeah, man. This sword's awesome. Too much shit I can hit with it? <laughs> oh, so that is... A five. Five damage. All right. Uh, is anything else you can do? Uh, actions in combat, two weapon fighting? I don't think I can. No, your hands are full. Yeah, my hands are full. I can't do anything, so I'm just going right. to end my turn. Maper. Am I close enough to do the ag- agonize- agonizers? How do I say it, Eric? Aganazar. 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 Um, <laughs> you are... 
are, but you run the risk of hitting either Ermac or Wild. Now, something you do know is that Wild is very aware of his surroundings. Um, So Wild is much more likely to pass the save and thus take less damage. Um, But I'm not confident that Ermac can. Correct. Um, So you, you basically, to hit the scorpion with this attack, you either hit Wild or Ermac. I can't, like, teleport next to it and then teleport away, can I? That'd be too much. That'd be too much. Okay. Mm, would Earth Trimmer also affect my allies? Uh, I believe it would, but you would also uh, have to be within 10 feet of it. Oh, yeah, that's right. It is a very close-ranged one. Yes. Um, yeah, Earth Tremor is more of a, I want you to get away from me right now. Okay. I'm going to use Magic Missile again. Uh, okay. Still at first level. Because I want to see if I can, I want to use the other, I still really want to use the other one. But right. I don't want to hurt people. Ooh, nice. Um, I got five. Uh, five yeah. damage. All right. So that translates to 15 damage. <laughs> What'd you get? I got a two. All right. You're going to have to surge. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and, uh. Roll a percentile die and a regular d10. On the percentile, I got a 40. Another one, it was a 9, so 49. 49. Um, You cannot speak for the next minute. Whenever you try, pink bubbles float out of your mouth. (laughs) So that is very funny. But it's also important to remember, any of your spells that have a V... Next to them? No. You cannot cast. No. I do. Oh, how many of them hey, say this that? this is better than being turned into a potted plant. Uh, the one I really want to use is a V. All of your spells except for minor illusion require verbal components. So you have to be able to speak. I'm upset. Including Misty Step. I'm so upset right now. <laughs> Um, I mean, Maper does have daggers. You can just throw daggers. That's what we're going to have to do. <laughs> oh my god. He goes to talk afterwards. And pink bubbles come out. Well, you, you cast magic missile and they fire off and then you go... <laughs> and these pink bubbles just start... Fl- like, you know what? It, it looks like you have rabies, but it's just pink foam. <laughs> And every time you try and talk, it just gets more and more foamy. It's worse. Oh, that's so gross. Delicious. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, um, and now it is the scorpion's turn. Uh, the scorpion is going to try and kill Wild. Oh, boy. Because it is not smart enough to know where the fuck those magic missiles are coming from. That is a natural 20. Oh, boy. Um, go ahead and roll your 1d6 force damage. Jeez. Uh, uh, and it will... That's a six. Six, alright. Uh, twelve bludgeoning damage from its claw, and you are now grappled. And then it will try and hit you with its other claw, and that is 16 plus four is 20. So it'll deal you another seven damage. I'm down. Remember, this is being halved, because you're raging. 
So 12 becomes 6, 7 becomes 3. Okay, so I'm not quite down yet. Yes. You have the first set of damage, the 12 damage you took, right? Yeah. Because uh, you were at 18 hit points. 18 minus 6 is, is 12, not 9. Wasn't the other one 3, though? You're right. You mathed correctly. Hooray! Uh, and then it'll try and sting you. With a natural 20. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm gonna stop rolling that die. Yeah! Oh. Yeah, that might be good. Uh, 16 plus 2, 18 damage. Oh, but it does take 2 more d6 of force damage. That's a that's a big old well, yikes. Well, that's seven damage, but uh, I'm down now. And drowning. Oh yeah, there's oh yeah, there's that too. Yep. The scorpion is very badly hurt, but it is now Ermac's turn. Ermac is going to move next to Wild, and then Ermac is going to cast uh. Well, I don't know exactly how this works, so I'm going to quick cast Cure Wounds, second level, using my second, second level slot on Wild. So let's pull that up. So it's going to be 1d8 plus 2d8. 10 plus 2. So Wild will heal 12, and then I will move away from the scorpion taking an attack of opportunity from it uh 14 with its claw yes all right eight damage okay and you are now grappled and... oh it can do that on an yep. opportunity it can uh it's just anytime it hits a creature with uh its claw well that sucks well uh i guess i'll roll ray of frost at disadvantage that's what I was going to do. A frost. Well, I can tell you right now that misses, because I rolled a three on the dice. Yeah, that's oh. not going to hit. Woof. Uh, so it, in one claw, it has Ermac. In the other claw, it has Wild. And did I get now... healed? You did. You got healed for 12. Okay, good. I, I thought I was. That, I just wanted to make sure. That happened before Ermac moved away. Yeah, I, I healed you before I disengaged. Without actually oh, disengaging. Oh no. Um, but it is now Oresco's turn. Well, it's um, it's wolf time because um, can't do nothing else right now. <laughs> uh, I do have allies nearby, so I do get advantage on the attack roll. That's true. That's good. Twenty-two versus armor class. That hits for eleven piercing damage. It needs to make a strength saving throw, DC 13. Uh, it actually doesn't, because you leap onto its back and immediately begin ripping through its carapace with your claws and biting into its soft, uh, gooey flesh, and it dies. Delicious. That's amazing. <laughs> That's so amazing. And uh, you are, we are now out of combat, and you guys can now pour the holy water in. It will now... Pour the holy water now that Wild is no longer drowning. I immediately get yeah. up after the scorpion drops us and hug her, Mac. 
Oh, you don't have to do that. I mean, it's pull just... him into this like big hug because he's a dwarf and you're a half elf. So you just lift him up off the ground and squeeze, and everybody hears that pop pop of a couple of your vertebra. Yeah, which shouldn't Popping happen back because you place. don't have any juice. But it happens anyway. Yep. Oh, uh, I mean, he's got plenty of juice. He's been walking through the swamp, so. <laughs> Delicious. Um, Delicious swamp juice. Maper, from your position on uh, 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 Oreskos' back, you see that on the uh, northernmost islet next to where you guys are right now, there's a book. I mean, it's been absolutely rained on and something might have been chewing it, but there's a book. Looks like somebody forgot their book. There's still bubbles coming out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to, like, tap on Oreskos, like, excitedly and try talking, and there's going to be more bubbles that come out of my mouth. I'm going to point over to the book. I hope he, well, know, he knows what I'm talking about. Back, he can't actually see where you're pointing, so you end up like pulling on his ears until you get him to look in the direction you want him to look in. <laughs> I do that thing that dogs do sometimes where they flop their head backwards and just kind of look at you from over top. Like, try. <laughs> try yeah. to, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, you eventually see what uh, Maper is pointing you towards. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say Misty step over there, but, you know, I'll, can't talk. I'll lope over there like the big stupid dog I am. <laughs> um, yeah, there's definitely a book. Can I pick it up and yeah. try and yeah, read you, it? You hop down and open it up. Um, it's obviously a journal, not like a textbook or, or anything like that. Um, but it has been left out in the the weather for you have no idea how long. So mm-hmm. mo- most of it is not uh, legible. Um, but from what you can piece together, just sort of flipping through it is a strong word, but flipping through it, um, someone was experimenting with life-draining magic and has been doing so for a while, um, leading Maper to believe that maybe this whole oil incident was not an accident. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> uh, when I can finally talk, I'll let them know my, you know, what I found. But I think I would, if I can't talk yet, I feel like I would hand it to Ermac next, mm-hmm. since Ermac, you know, studies life stuff. Yeah, and Ermac will come to the same conclusion. And after yeah. about a minute, you can start talking again. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> just imagine the entire time like the the bubbles are happening she's making like 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 <laughs> noises absolutely oh yeah that's just a thing that would be happening <laughs> that just I, feel like my, I feel like my fancy pants would be like like <laughs> flicking his tongue out at the bubbles to pop them what i imagine is that because you and fancy pants are connected every he like ribbits and every time a bubble comes out oh yeah that's true <laughs> hilarious connected to me that's amazing <laughs> oh fancy pants um but 
yeah, I mean, obviously, I I'm assuming you guys take your concerns to uh, your professors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And they mm. do what responsible professors would do, which is, okay, well, you all go back to your classes, and we will take care of this. Because <laughs> this Good, is not so not what teen- they do in Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, this is not like a teen based. Uh, magic movie where we're we're supposed to think that that's an unreasonable position for an adult to take um and honestly not a lot happens between then and the end of the year you know it's only a few more months um was there before we continue on with things um let's go ahead and uh uh arescos you and aurora finally get your drink Hey, how and, cute! Uh, I think that uh, it's been kind of gnawing in the back of my mind this whole time about the fact that I have an arranged marriage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think that, like, at some point during that, I, I would I would say something along the lines of, "So, um, I just there, there's something I I kind of want to tell you, and." I don't want it to ruin things, but I feel like by not telling you, it'd make things even worse somehow. So okay. just wanted to preface with that before I, so I don't know how much you know about like centaur culture or anything like that, but um, we're usually promised to marriage at a very young age. Okay. And, and I just wanted to let you know, like before things get, go any further or anything like that like it's just a thing like it's been gnawing at me and i felt like if i didn't tell you about it it would be kind of a dick move so i just kind of wanted to like bring that forward like in the event that this does go somewhere you know well i don't want that to just be you're right it would have been a dick move but right now like have you met this person once when i was like 10 yeah, you're, as far as I'm concerned, you're not with this person. And, you know, we're freshmen in college. Who knows where this is going to go? Yeah, so, that was kind of my thoughts, too. I figure we'll burn that bridge when we get to it. Yeah. If we get to it. Yeah, it'll it'll be a big bridge to burn when we do get to it, though. So, uh, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she spends the rest of the night mostly just talking about different song ideas. Yeah. Um, especially after you tell her about fighting a giant scorpion. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fighting a giant scorpion in a swamp as a dire wolf is, is an incredibly metal concept. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like that would be good fodder for a... Uh... With a weird magic possum on your back. Yeah. Yep. Now we're getting into power metal territory, but that's that's still it's a whole different thing. Um, yeah, and uh, Ermac, you are actually being interviewed. You're just finishing up an interview with Grayson, um, as a like end of the year retrospective kind of thing, because he talked to you kind of at the beginning of the year, and now he's talking to you again at the end. Uh, and as you're finishing up, he goes, "Well." You've had a much more eventful freshman year than I have. Yeah, it, it was it was 
it was certainly an experience. I I couldn't have done it without the help of my friends, uh, Wild and Rescos and uh, Maper Behaps. And, you know, it, it it's, you know, developing those life skills of being able to work with people, I think, is very important. Yeah, I mean, that's true. But nobody's quite like my pal, Ermac. Aw, thank you. He smiles mm-hmm. and he pats you on the shoulder and goes, Well, uh, I've got to go ahead and get this typed up for print and uh, talk to my editor. But uh, I'll see you at Bow's End. Yeah, I'll see you there. Yeah, all right. Six o'clock? Yeah. Six o'clock. Yeah. And, you know, six o'clock. Ermac and Grayson are kind of off at their own table chatting about different stuff. Um, I think Ermac is a really good person for Grayson to be able to, like, vent to. Yeah. Ermac's um, a good listener. Yeah. And he's a very compassionate skeleton. Yes. Um, and uh, go ahead and add another relationship point with Grayson. Yay. Your tracker there. Uh, if you have two, you guys are now best friends. Um, uh, we do have two now. Yeah, you guys are best friends. Um, but you two are doing that. Um, Oreskos and Aurora, you're off at another table having your drink. Um, go ahead and add another relationship point, which I believe will put you two at two. Uh, I will Certainly check should. my sheet. If it doesn't, then I forgot to give you a relationship point. Uh, Let's see. Strix Haven tracking sheet. Um, uh, yes, that will put us at two. Beloveds. And Maper, you're at the bar hanging out with your buddy Javanesh, who's working behind the bar. Yay, Javanesh! And uh, he goes, well, wait, 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 wait. You magic missiled some wargs. You fire, like, flamethrowered an owlbear. And you started puking up bubbles yeah it's pretty crazy dude your life is wild it's kind of the best i i have not had anything near as awesome happen to me you should hang out with us more i have to because there'll be crazy stuff that happens (laughs) see fancy pants agrees yeah that's my man uh, hey, I got a thing for you. Awesome. You're gonna love this. Okay. And he pours into a drink, uh, sweetened carbonated water, and cherry syrup. Is this is this a seltzer water? It's a Shirley Temple. Oh. <laughs> so, of course, Maper just like you know, kind of tips his head back and pours it in. It's like, oh, that was good. What was you drink it in one gulp and just start hiccuping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Which now I'm imagining just like all fours every time you hiccup, you just hop up off the ground, splay your legs, and go back to normal. Yeah, but also I imagine there's a, some residual bubbles. Yeah, yeah. Some cherry pink bubbles come out yeah. every time you do it. Every time. Uh, and Javanesh fist bumps you. Go ahead and add another fist relationship bumping. point for him. We're best friends now. We're best friends. Um, and Wild, you are at the other end of the bar hanging out with Rosie. Hey. Uh, and she says, uh, 
you know, see, stuff like that, what you're telling me about your end of the year, that's exactly why we had to bring you into the LARP guild. I know. I, I know. It has all been nuts, but it's been awesome. Also, you know what? I'm just going to say this right out. Fuck you for acing all of your exams. All right? You don't get to be athletic and smart. <laughs> I mean, that that's fair. <laughs> she laughs and punches you in the arm. You're one of the good ones, Wild. One of the good ones. Hey. And by that, I mean freshman. <laughs> um, and you can go ahead and add another relationship point with Rosie if you haven't already. I'm just imagining the hey. drunken conversation with Rosie. And it's just like two. Two. All right. You guys are best friends or beloveds. I don't know what you're preferring. Let's do friends. Okay. And we are at the end of the year. Uh, there is always a big kind of gathering uh, at the end of the year. And of course, you all are like, every time you any of you go to Bo's End, someone buys you a drink. Uh, in the three, you know, two months in between uh, Sedgemore and the end of the year, none of you have probably paid for a drink. Um, and at the ceremony, the ending uh, ceremony at the end of the year, you four are brought up on stage and named the Students of the Year, which is an award given out uh, to students who have sh who have gone above and beyond for their school and their fellow students. Um, you guys shake hands and are thanked by various professors, and it is the end of freshman year. If if Ermac could physically cry, they would. I, I imagine they still, like, wipe their eye socket. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine that, uh, too, so actually. Happy. Your jaw and just quivers. With the end of freshman year, this bonus, episode, this bonus series, freshman year, is over. Not Abby, forever. Do you have any pluggables? Uh, I have a Twitter. It's elvenly underscore e. Um, I post art occasionally. I mainly just share things I care about and post uh, pictures of, of Hope Cat. So if you enjoy that, go forth. Have fun. Jason? I don't remember the order. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> I have uh, a YouTube channel called Aerosol Prime. E-R-A-S-Y-L space P-R-I-M-E. I do. Let's Plays. Go check it out. Eric. William Shatner. Um, I don't have socials because I'm an old man, but um, if it makes you feel good, do it. That's all I have to say. Play more tabletop games. Ishri? You can find me under the handles of amcosplayqueen on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. I'm not really super active, but I'm on there occasionally posting stuff about rpgs and my pets mostly so and then cosplays so yeah check it out you can find and support the podcast at uh, weplayrpgs.com obviously on any of your podcatchers make sure to leave us a five-star review uh five stars no less um <laughs> And you can find me on various social medias and on Etsy at Grumpy Badger Dice. 
And you can also find me um, just gently tracing my fingers along your knuckles, um, but only when you're not looking. Bye. 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 Bye.